64 years after their last appearance, Wales is back in the World Cup. They defeated Ukraine 1-0 on Sunday to claim one of the final spots in the tournament. It's a win that means they'll face the United States men's national team in both of their openers in Qatar. Sam Saiskel joins us today for a quick preview on how Wales will match up with the U.S. and how it might resemble some challenges the U.S. faced through World Cup qualifying. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Monday, June 6th. At long last, we finally know the U.S. men's national team first opponent at the World Cup this winter in Qatar. It'll be Wales. They defeated uh, Ukraine today, Sunday, as we're recording this, uh, 1-0. And I have Sam Stasekul with me. Sam, you are currently in the press box in Kansas City ahead of the U.S. men's national team's friendly against Uruguay. Uh, So we don't know what the results of that game is yet, but I don't think it'll matter much for what we're talking about today. Uh, I wanted to catch you, you know, as as soon as possible after this Wales-Ukraine game, just for some impressions on how Wales matches up with the U.S., what can we expect uh, to happen uh, this winter. And Sam, I know that, that you caught the whole game. What were your overarching impressions of Wales? Do you think uh, that anything that they do will be familiar to the U.S., cause difficulties? You know, what, what sort of did you think as you watched them play and pull out this very, very close victory against Ukraine? I have to say, I, I felt like... Uh, they 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 got away with one uh, in 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 getting this final World Cup spot. I would agree with that. I would say this isn't a Wales impression, but my overarching feeling from the game was just feeling terrible for Ukraine and the players <laughs> yeah. because they deserved to win that game. But the Wales goalkeeper Hennessy made a, a few fantastic saves. Wales caught a break on the own goal by Yarmolenko off the bail free kick, and they're going to Qatar. You know, in terms of impressions of how they play, they, they sat back, they defended, they don't really look to keep the ball all that much. Uh, look to hit on a break through Gareth Bale, through Dan James, um, maybe Aaron Ramsey pulling a string or two. Uh, but th- they mostly got dominated in terms of possession and in terms of field tilts and all of those things. Ukraine was better, um, but Wales got the goal. And I imagine that's how they'll set up in Qatar. We saw them do it a little bit at the Euros, Euro 2020 that was in 2021. Um, yeah. where they had a decent run, um, and, and it'll be the same. You know, they played three at the back, and, and for the U.S., they had trouble against teams that sat back and, and defended deep and remained organized, right? And Wales will be organized. They defended – the last-ditch defending was good today. Um, so it's, it's going to be a difficult game. The U.S. should, I think, control it, but by no means does that guarantee a result. I'm struck, Sam, as I'm looking at this group with uh, both you, both, uh, I said, almost said Ukraine, uh, Wales and Iran, uh, two teams that, that we can anticipate will be very comfortable sitting back and hitting on the break. Uh, Iran, probably of those two, probably has the better center forward and, and Mehdi Tiremi com- compared with Wales, who has probably the better winger and in, in, in Gareth Bale. Um, what sort of teams have they faced in qualifying uh, that you think sort of approximate that that sort of threat, and how do they do in those games? Well, it's nothing. I think that's an exact approximation. Um, El Salvador sat deep in both matches uh, yeah. and remained organized. Jamaica tried to sit deep, and they did not do a good job of remaining organized. Um, but they have they have the players to break forward for sure, um, whereas El Salvador did not. Um, I'm trying to think back there's any other matches in qualifying that played out in that way. Uh, Panama, maybe on the road, 
Um, sure. Although Panama, you know, they tried to come out and play a little bit in that game. So, um, but yeah, the U.S. had issues playing through the middle and trying to unlock a team that was sitting deep throughout the octagonal. And I think a lot of that is because of the structure of this midfield and the personnel in there. If you're starting Yunus Musso, Weston McKenney, and Tyler Adams, none of them are great with the final ball. Um, and if you're playing against a packed-in defense, you kind of need to have that final ball. You know, we saw it was Zinchenko today for Ukraine, right. clipping those little chips over, slipping guys through. Uh, it didn't pay off in the goal, of course, but the chances were there. The U.S., the guys that do that are Christian Pulisic and Brendan Aronson and Giovanni Reyna. Uh, we saw a little bit of it from Pulisic and Aronson uh, on Wednesday against Morocco when those two were playing inside, high up field, close to each other, where they were able to combine, um, play quickly, and create some opportunities. So I'm curious to see if Greg Berhalter maybe shifts to something like that, maybe not an exact approximation of what we saw on Wednesday in terms of how he managed the back line, but maybe in terms of how he set up, sets up his attack, maybe we'll see something closer to that against Wales and Iran. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, and lastly, Sam, do you think that, I mean, I think any any matchup at any point in uh, with Ukraine in the World Cup, at you know, given everything that's going on uh, with them right now, would be an extremely sort of emotional uh, event. Do you get any impression that given that they're already playing England and, and Iran, that they're, you know, they might be sort of thankful to avoid a third, uh, you know, three out of three emotional big uh, matchups? Or, you know, is, is this something that, that, that you think they think about at all? Uh, because I think to f- it's, it's one of those things that I think as fans and as observers, we might think of more than the players and coaches. I know we could, have, we could have the group of storylines, Alex, um, it's true. but we were so close. Uh, I don't think they think about it much in a macro sense, like, Oh, well we have these three games and they all have these interesting, like this interesting context to them. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> think they take a step back and be like, well, that's going to be interesting to manage the emotions for, for all of them. No, but I think in the moment, maybe they'll be a little thankful. No one wants to be the team going against Ukraine. No one wants to have the entire world rooting for the other side. And you yourself kind of understanding like what this moment means to them and how it's more important, frankly, than it is right. to any other country in the world right now. Um, and, and so I think in the moment for, for the individual game, they'll think about it and they'll probably feel okay. Um, I think from a macro sense, they probably don't think about it. Um, that would have been wild, though, those three opponents for the U.S., just in terms of the geopolitical and historical um, everything else off the field things going on between with Ukraine and everything they're dealing with with the war and then the history between U.S. and England and U.S. and Iran. Well, it'll be uh, even though there won't be quite as many storylines, there will still be plenty uh, to look at. And on The Athletic, we'll have, I'm sure, an explainer. Uh, of sort of what to see and what to expect and what to look for with the, specifically with this Wales team. Uh, Sam, enjoy the game tonight. I'm sure we'll see coverage from you about that as well. And uh, so. thanks for thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on the show today. <laughs> thanks, Alex. Have a good one.
Before we go, a very quick TV guide for today. As usual, all times are Eastern, and there are really two games to keep an eye on. One, of course, a World Cup final rematch in the UEFA Nations League at 2.45 p.m. Croatia versus France on Fox Sports 1. That is obviously the game to watch for obvious reasons. The World Cup final rematch, you don't get those too often. And then at 10 p.m. in the CONCACAF Champions League, Honduras hosting Curaçao. Uh, that is on Paramount Plus and Today and a Curacao, a fun kind of up and coming team in CONCACAF, worthy of watching that one. Uh, this show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.